Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Decision Hour. I am your host, Adam Bird, and I'm pumped. I'm excited. I'm excited because I got another great interview lined up for you today. I recently met this young lady. I uh, was on her show, and uh, she, I tell you what, she is, she's full of energy, um, full of life, and she's adding value to the world, and I got a ton of respect for her. Uh, and I'm just very appreciative that uh, she took time out of her busy schedule, <laughs> and we're going to hear about that here in a minute, um, to, to join us on the show today. She is uh, it'd probably be easier to start off with what she doesn't do. She's a fashion designer. She's a figure competitor. She's a, she, she is a beauty queen. Uh, she is a podcast host. Um C-suite, C-level executive. Again, it's one of those "what doesn't she do?" So, without further ado, Deanna Kempo, how are you today? Oh my gosh, Adam, you're gonna make me cry. And of course, the dog appearance. That was like I'm like tearing up over here. I I am good. Thank. I'm honored to be here on your show. Oh. Thank you so much for that very generous introduction. Absolutely, I love it. I love it. And the I love the dog in the background. He's adding to the hype. He's bring it, pumping yeah, it up. Love it. That's about having the life. Like yeah. uh, my my home is full of life. Two dogs, two cats, and of course me and my crazy energy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, listen. What let's let's dive into this. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh boy! Well, you kind of covered a lot of it already, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm very Type A personality, like overachiever. Um, you know, I get an idea in my head, I go after it. You know, there's I, you're not the first person that has said that to me. What don't you do? <laughs> because <laughs> one of the last presentations I did, my friend afterwards, she's like. I thought I knew you, but, and even my, my aunt was like, you know, you're my, you're my family, you're my niece. And I did not realize some of the stuff that you've done. Um, But yeah, I'm actually a former executive, former vice president. Um, I, you know, my, my husband passed away about five years ago and I had to like, you know, kind of figure out my whole life after that, rebuild my life. And through this last five years, it's been an amazing journey. It, It hasn't been easy. Don't get me wrong. But I've, I'm one that definitely chases her dreams. You know, if I, I'm very goal oriented. And, you know, I did do the, the fashion designer thing. I did uh, three collections. I was on the runway in Rhode Island for Style Week. I was a um, finalist for the Cadillac Design Challenge here at Style Chicago. Um, I did a huge uh, charity event against human trafficking in 2019. With I had over 300 people, brought 300 people together. I mean, it was just an amazing, amazing event. Um, and then, you know, I do have a skincare line that is still active right now. <laughs> and then actually in 2019, it was like, ah, you're going to make me. It's like one of those, and then I started my, my podcast in 2019. I am a figure competitor. I was two weeks out last year. Um, I'm hopefully on track to, to hit the stage this year, right. you know, if everything goes well, you know, around all COVID and all that stuff, but, but I'm in the gym typically twice a day if I can make it. And that's, that's a lot. There's so many things I want to talk, like, there's so many things that I'm interested in, which is why I love following you. And I'm so glad that we connected because it's like, you have such an incredible story. Uh, 
on everything that you just heard, folks, for the last two and a half minutes and everything that she does. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really amazing. Um, where to begin? I, I want to start. Let, let's start. You, you mentioned your fashion label. Just re, let's yeah. let's touch on that just real quick. How did you get into that? Was it just like you wake up one morning and doof, hey, <laughs> You're funny. I can't find anything I like on these racks. I'm going to create it myself. Like, how does how does one go about just starting that? No, um, I actually I love fashion. I've always been into fashion. Like I dress, you know, I, I dress. I love I love clothes. I love style. I, that's part of my creative you know, nature. Right. Um, and I had told my late husband always like, you know, I want to get into fashion. I want to get into fashion. And after he passed, I just was like, I'm just going to go after it. You know, I'm just whatever, you know, I've gone to school for business and all, you know, I've not, I don't have a background in fashion. So it was a really intense learning, <laughs> learning process. I found a company out of New York that I, I basically worked with to help me with the whole design process. Yeah. So they, they helped me create the first collection. But then when I went to do, I I actually did a Kickstarter. I had a successful Kickstarter. I raised over $5,000 to um, produce my first collection because I had orders. Nice. And when I went to go use them to produce those pieces, you know, my inventory, like what they quoted me was completely um, what they originally quoted me was completely different than when I actually placed the order. So I had to scramble and, and actually source every single part of that at that point from that first collection forward. Yeah. And it was, it was like, I mean, <laughs> talk about having like 10 jobs. You think that I do a lot now. Yeah. Like I had to do all that. And I was working like four jobs. So I was still rebounding from my husband, from like my lifestyle being taken away. Yeah. And it was, you know, at least I know, like I, I know if I ever want to get into fashion, I would probably, I would do again, I would do things a lot differently. Like I know I sourced the fabric, I sourced the, the, the pattern makers, I sourced the fit models, I sourced it all. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite the, quite the process, but fashion as much as I love it. And I will always, I, that's probably going to always be my first love. Um, it is n not an industry I really think that I want to get involved in because the margins are just way too small. And it's just, you know, people are weird about their clothes. You know, you could, I can design, I have a, a $50 beautiful V-neck t-shirt for men and women, you know, but it's going to cost them $50 versus like the $5 one you can buy at Walmart. Most people are going to buy that $5 one at Walmart. <laughs> right. But, I'm not Coco Chanel. I mean, no, I would but, love to be. Right. <laughs> but I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've learned because suits, suits are kind of like my thing. So it's like, I'll spend it. I'll drop. I don't mind dropping a, you know, several hundred dollars on a nice suit. If I know the quality of it is, is, is there, sure. it's just, it's just, it, it's different. It's like, do I want to buy a t-shirt for five bucks? It might last me six months or right. do I buy a, a t-shirt that's, you know, forty, fifty dollars. It's going to last me for ten years. Exactly. You know what I mean. Yeah. So it's it, I, I get it. It's almost like comparing a Lamborghini to a like a Geo Metro or or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know what whatever. So yeah. Um. Well, that's okay. So that was fashion. Now let's move into the fitness side of things. How how okay. did how did how did you get into that? Because I I was a personal trainer in another life. Yeah. And and I miss going to the the gym as often as I, as I did. And so what prompted that? Was this, a, is that like a, a release for you? And then how did that tie that into like competing? 
So I've been very blessed to be surrounded by very strong, you know, influential women. My mother, you know, I'm the oldest of five. My mother has, I've always watched her work out, work out, work out as I've grown up. So when I was like 13, I started doing her firm workouts. I used to get up and, and I would run at like five o'clock in the morning before school. I mean, this you're talking about 13, 15 years old. Wow. So then when I got into high school, I really got into lifting weights and I would stay after school and I would lift weights with the football players. And so then that just translated as I got a little bit older at 18, I was a, an aerobics instructor at Women's Workout World and I went and got certified as a personal trainer. And then, you know, and then I got to do being a dietitian. And so then as you get to a little bit more experience and you educate yourself around health and fitness, then you under, then you find the world of bodybuilding, right. you know? And so then it was like, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. I want to be a competitor being the type A personality that I am. And so I've competed for like 20 years, not like every single year, but I'll go like a couple of years, compete, do a bunch of shows, you know, take a couple, you know, a couple of years off, you know, as time is willing, right. time is available because that is very time consuming. Right. And it's a very selfish sport and you, you have to be very like, focused and a lot of people don't understand it you know they don't have they don't understand like that that discipline that comes with it so me i can go out i can go hang out with people at the bar and not drink you know and i'll bring my food in my little case you know and then people look at me like oh my god what's this girl doing she's a freak but that's what you have to do if you want to leave you know um reach that level of excellence so from like 20 something years old i discovered competing and i fell in love with it and i've been doing it ever since and, and that's such a hard sport. I, I tried it back in the day, and it was out of my problem is is I don't have the word portion control, the <laughs> phrase portion control. So it was like when it was time to diet, it was I'm a foodie. You know, people that listen to the show know I'm a foodie. So it's just like, oh, there's food. Yeah, I love food too. Don't you get know, me wrong. I'm but you know what that. though? It's really good to take that break and have that discipline and really focus and yeah. dial in on that oh. because during that time period, yeah. at least for me, cause I'm, I'm all natural. And for me during that period of just, just being that focused and disciplined, it's like, um, you grow, yeah. you, you, you really grow on the internally and really see what you're made of. And every single time, like there's, it, there's incredible growth for myself personally. Yeah. Well, you're testing yourself. It's a test really. Right. Pretty- yeah. Well, yeah. Discipline is a test. Yeah. Yeah. That's a muscle. You yeah. have to work that. Yeah. It doesn't come by, like yeah. on its own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's so true. And one of these days I'm going to get there. It was like, I'm slowly getting back into it at, well, age isn't important, but I'm, I'm slowly getting back into it now and, and I'm feeling feeling better that I'm, I'm getting back into it and that the fitness is such yeah, a no, a, a no excuse is a good excuse. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You so let me see here. Um, you <laughs> where to next? Here we go. Um, no, I, I want to touch on this briefly because I, f- I feel that this topic is very important, especially in, in, the, in the world today. <clears throat> but you had brought up human trafficking awareness a couple of times uh, in this interview already. What was that experience? And or, or you know, you're raising money. Do you mind sharing your experience with the human trafficking or what, what draw you to raising money for, for that purpose? Sure. So I'm, I'm a survivor myself and there's many different levels and, you know, of human trafficking. I think people 
um, have this idea in that, that it's just like, um, what's the Liam Neeson, Neeson movie Taken. where Taken, yeah. I think they have an idea that that's what it is. And there's a lot of that. Right. There's, a, there's definitely a lot of that. And, um, but there's, there's the little kid that's getting, being molested at home, being passed around to the family that, you know, there is like someone like me that had gotten involved with someone bad and, you know, a bad boyfriend and got into sex work. And then there's, you know, I mean, there's just many different levels right. and, you know, I, people just don't realize that, that, that falls under that category. Right. So for me, as I've gotten older here and I've start, started facing my past and facing some of my demons and just trying to forgive myself so that I can be the best person that I can be. Right. I started, I was a part of a networking group called DPWN and I heard this woman she she went to an event and she spoke to all of us and she talked about her past and you know being a survivor and, and her charity and i was like wow i was blown away that this woman had that courage to talk about it and so at that point i was like i need to support this you know no, i didn't you know nobody really knew at that point that i had ever had any of involvement except you know some of my family members right and you know obviously some ex-boyfriends right well ex-boyfriend i should say um and so I reached out to them and then I was like, let me do something. And I sat down with her husband first and I talked to him about what I wanted to do. And then, um, then I actually, then I met with her and then I, from there, I just organized this huge event and I got hundreds of people together and it was me. Uh, I was one of the designers that it was a runway show and I had, I, it was, it yeah. was huge production, huge production. Like, you know, if I, if I do something, it's not going to yeah. be small. It's, I think yeah, you yeah. probably, you, 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 <laughs> I, I think you can gather that yeah. at this point. Like everything that I've seen you do, it, it, just in meeting you, like for the last couple of weeks and, and just following you, I was just like, yeah, she, there's nothing small. It's just <laughs> like, no, nope, we're, but I, but I love that about you though. I think that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So at that point I was, you know, I was kind of like, I, I have a mission and if there's something that I'm going to tie myself, I mean, I support many charities. Don't get me wrong. Right. I think there's that if anywhere, if we can help someone in any facet of life, that that is, that is really what our goal is here. We are put here to do that on this earth. And I think a lot of people miss the, miss the mark. Right. right. But if I'm going to do something and, and raise awareness and put my energy and do like a whole campaign, that's what I'm going to be focused on. So now I'm tied to refuge for women, Chicago, and I'm, um, and I'm doing a large food and craft drive here in the local Chicago, Chicago land area, which is, it's a big undertaking in addition to everything else, but it's cool, man. You know, I, we do not know our limits until we push ourselves right. to it. Right. And once you think you've gotten there, you've reached your limit, yeah. you can go even further. Right. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, well, my hat's off to you because I, I think, you know, we've, I've had the human trafficking side of it. Uh, I'm, I have, I have made it very public that I'm, you know, that the people that, that decide that they want to traffic people, regardless of age or, or how it's done, or you're forcing somebody to do certain things that, that it, it's just inhumane. And I, 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 there's a special place in hell for people uh, Agreed. that do that. And, and, um, you know, I go, to, <laughs> I grew up going to church and stuff, but it's like, listen, this is one of those exceptions to the rule where like somebody just needs to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there. So I'll just share a quick story. And I don't, you know, this, there's no, a disclaimer, please. it's very disturbing. Um, so when I sat down with the first charity that I was working with, they told me that they would rescue six month old babies that were had been 
basically trafficked. And when they took this baby to the hospital, they were pulling stuff out of her because of how they, what they were doing to her. Like the, I couldn't even, I can't even wrap my head around someone who wants to do that to a six month old baby. Like that's terrible. It's unreal. It seems unreal. Yeah. But it's very real. It's, it's, it's very real. It's very, people very, very They don't want to know. No. People don't want to. Well, they, that's, they, that's, they, that's the problem. We live yeah. in a lazy society. We live in a lazy society and people want to just turn their cheek and just be like, well, that doesn't really happen. Well, you're ignorant and you're a moron and that's fine. Whatever. Yes. So. Agreed. Uh, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with that. Listen, I, you do a ton of you do a ton of stuff. You're also a podcast host, and I want to. I'm, we're going to get into that here in just a second. Sure. But for people that want to reach out to you and they want to follow you, where can they where can they find you? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very I'm very public. There's nothing shy about me. My my family some of my family members won't even be connected with me on social media because. <laughs> <laughs> because of how public I am. She's, so, she's posting which, again. So, yeah. She's, <laughs> what's that? she's like, she's posting again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they just are concerned of because of how um how popular I am, I guess. I put that in quotation marks because I'm I am a very humble person that they just, you know, because of the children, they don't they don't want to have any connection there just in case I get some kind of weirdo that wants to like uh, come after me and yeah. like my family and stuff. So which is totally fine. But I'm on Instagram, label label free podcast. That's my podcast page. I am on um, I have a Deanna Marie underscore lifestyle on Instagram. That's like my workout page, which I'm having a really hard time keeping up with that because of everything else. I'm on Facebook, Deanna.Kemple. I do have another one, but it was hacked last year, so I don't have any control over that. Um, I Like, as you said, I have, a, I have a podcast, so I'm streaming on every single platform. And I'm on YouTube, uh, Label Free Podcast. And then I'm also on LinkedIn, Deanna Kemple, K-U-E-M-P-E-L. <laughs> And we're gonna put we're gonna put all that her contact information so you guys can can uh, follow her and and whatnot and and seriously follow her like you'll be you'll be glad that you did <clears throat> you won't be bored that's no, for sure you, def- you definitely <laughs> especially definitely, if I have like, a good night and I've been drinking yeah. <laughs> you'll really like that because <laughs> then I can't I can't <laughs> then you really yes. see the raw yeah. raw unedited yeah. version yeah. <laughs> You want entertainment, folks? I'm telling you, follow her on yeah, definitely and, and seriously though. Check check her uh, check out the social media pages. We're gonna we're gonna have those up. Label free podcast. Yes. What does that mean? Label free. What does that mean? So I feel like most people get caught up in uh, allowing society to put labels on them, you know, live in that little box, you know, live in the the white house or in the house with a white picket fence, have 3.5 kids with the two dogs, you know, whatever. Um, And you have to be this way. You have to go to college. You have to do this. And, and a lot, I mean, and there are a lot of people that feel that way. And I, I feel it's like to live your best life you need to live label free and not allow those societal expectations to hold you back. And it really applies to anyone. I love talking to dynamic people like yourself that have, you know, broken out of that mold per per se and are, are 
living a dynamic life and being a dynamic example for, for other people. Because I think that this world, especially things that we've gone through this last year, really, really needs that. Right. And it's almost like a wake-up call for some people. I get thank yous on a daily basis for for my podcast and you know how it's helped certain people. And that is all I can hope for. Listen, if you're listening to the show right now, folks, it means you're already online. So open up another browser and go to labelfreepodcast.com and check out the show. You do, you've done a ton of episodes already and you have not been podcasting for very long. No. At least I say very long because I've been, you know, I've been doing it for, for a while, uh, almost a decade. So how, Again, how did you get into podcasting? Like, what what prompted that? Was it well, again one of those moments where you're just like, "Hey, I'm gonna wake up and I'm like, eh, I'm start a podcast." Kind of, pretty much. So, really? no, I, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so I um I got an email somehow like, "Oh, so how to start a podcast for under a hundred dollars?" And mind you, this was after I had just like finished creating my last collection, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done with fashion. I got to find something new." And so I read this article. I was like, I'm, a- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I told my cousin, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I think I am, but I, I'm starting. To- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing now? Starting a podcast. Oh, fuck you. Like a radio host now? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, so my best friend and I were talking and I'm like, what do you think? And I told her like my idea and she helped me come up with the name, Julie, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you will. Uh, I love you dearly. And thank you for all of your support over the years. And you know, this is, it has been really resonated with almost every single person that I come in contact. So I'll just tell you. And so after I start like recently, yesterday, I sent out a mass email to like 86 people because I got all these notifications from all these people on this other platform that want to be a guest. Right. <laughs> so in less than 24 hours, I've had 40 people book a call with me to be a guest oh, on my show. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how that goes though? You, it, and it doesn't surprise me. One, I've been on your show and, and I think you're a great host. You, one of the things that impresses me and it's hard to impress me when it comes to other podcasts and stuff like that is because you maybe it was the connection that we have and that you have with people your 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 energy is awesome and you just make people feel very welcome good so i I think and that's why i had a blast on it and i'm having a blast now it's like i'm yeah. I, yeah you just yeah. keep laughing at it's, me it's, 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 it's a giggle i freaking i i i love it though um <laughs> How often are you putting out content with the, with the podcast? So because I have been recording so much, I'm up to four times a week. So I actually Good been like God. rescheduling, yeah, pre-scheduling all of my episodes now, you know, moving forward, just because it takes a lot off my plate, especially with how things have ramped up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love hearing people's stories. Like I, I don't have any expectation, right. but I just want to connect with you. Right. And I want, I want you to, Tell me, because I, I think we honor others in this space when we allow them to tell that story and not only tell that story to me, but to share it with the world because you, that person's story can resonate with someone else. And it's a domino effect of that good, that positive energy that, that can be spread. And so that I absolutely just love it so much. I can't even tell you. I do get a little burned out. And when I do, I'm just, I have to take a break from like right. the emails and all that stuff. But 
I mean, other than that, like I probably start because of how much I've been recording, I'll probably be like bumping that up to five days a week. So <laughs> God, God bless you because it, that's, it's not an easy task because yeah. it, it, it's, it's literally like a part-time job. Oh yeah. It, it really is. And depending how often you do it, it could be more than that even, but, but it's an education piece that I think uh, is what your show is. And that kind of, yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you bring that into, into it. Cause it kind of transitions as we're getting low, coming up on time. Yes, here. and I have to. My battery's running. Look, can I just run and plug it? Yep, in really go ahead. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, the dogs pull it out. So hold on one second. <laughs> hey, it's nothing but real life here, right? <laughs> it, it, it's it's. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time on the Decision Hour where an incident like this has happened, and we absolutely love this because you know it, it doesn't get any more real than this. All right. That wasn't so bad. It was a second. <laughs> I I got the. Uh, I got a question for you. I ask every sure. every guest. You're you're on a show called The Decision Hour. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was that decision and what was the atmosphere like for you at that time? Holy crap. That's a good one. I mean, it I, I mean, I feel like every day yeah. to to get up and live your life in purpose is like the decision that you have to make, you know. Um and I think a lot of people, I mean, and a lot of, there's many people that don't know how to make a decision to save their lives. And it's almost like committing suicide, you know, and the easiest thing you can do is just decide what kind of person you want to be, how you want to start your day and just get up and be that example for the world. I, I mean, I, that's, a, that's at least what I've come to in the last five years is, yeah. you know, I could have, I could have lived my life in misery and been bitter and like, oh my God, everything was taken away from me. My husband passed away. Or I just could decide to, I just want to be a happy person. And just be the best person I can be, and and just keep it move, keep moving forward. You know. Damn, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you so much for taking You're time welcome. out of your busy schedule to oh, yeah. uh, to to join us today, folks. That's all the time that we have today. Uh, we're gonna have all of our information uh, put up on the website, Heroes Media Group. The Decision Hour. You can also make sure you go to labelfreepodcast.com. You will not be sorry. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.